0: M S W Media. Thanks to AG1 for supporting our show. If you want to take ownership over your health, try AG One and get a free one-year supply of vitamins D3, K2, and five free AG One travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com/slash dailybeans. <iving> Hello, and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Today, Roger Stone is caught on tape threatening the lives of Representatives Nadler and Swalwell. Multiple motions are filed in Fulton County on the deadline for pretrial motions. Trump's immunity motion will be argued in the DC Circuit Court of Appeals today. Florida Republicans have voted to formally remove Christian Ziegler from the party. Congress reaches a spending deal to fund the government. Judge Tanya Chutkin has been swatted in her home and Michigan Republicans vote to oust embattled party leader Christina Caramo. I'm Allison Gill and I'm Dana Goldberg.
1: Hey Dana, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. The 9th of January. Wow. It's it's, it's flying. It is already mm. flying by. It's been 9 days. That's it. 11 more days and I'll be 50. I'll be, I'll be 50. 50 years old. So many happy birthday messages.
0: Yes. And also on January 20th at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, we'll be sending out the RSVPs to our patron meet and greet in Washington, D.C. on April 20th. So if you're a patron and you want to sign up to go, uh, we can treat you to dinner and cocktails and mocktails. Uh, Let's see, who's going to be there? Olivia Troy, Danny Hodges, Harry Dunn, Glenn Kirshner, Andy McCabe, Pete Strzok, you, pending any other uh, gigs coming up. uh, And uh, we're going to be sending out those RSVPs to our patrons January 20th, noon Pacific. So look for those in your inbox. It's a first come, first serve RSVP. No plus ones. If you want to bring a a loved one, they need to be a patron and they can sign up uh, RSVP separately. All right. Let's see. What else do we have today? Um, First of all, as you're listening to this show, I'm likely live threading the D.C. Circuit court arguments in Trump's D.C. immunity bid. We'll peek into the future since we record this on Monday afternoon, but that is uh, 9.30 a.m. Tuesday. Uh, There's a YouTube link. I've tweeted it out, Uh, but I am going to be putting this live on threads and not Twitter, because fuck Elon. Also, tons of motions have been filed. Uh, And that's in the Fulton County case because, let's see, Monday was the deadline to file pretrial motions. Trump filed a bunch. Uh, We talk about those on tomorrow's cleanup on all 45 Mike Roman filed a motion saying his constitutional rights are being trampled because Fonnie Willis is having a clandestine relationship with Wade. That's one of the prosecutors in the case. Their goal there is to try to if there's some sort of conflict of interest in the DA's office, mm-hmm. it might get thrown up to the attorney general's office, who's a Republican, who might just throw the whole case out. So I think that's their goal, uh, though I don't think this is I don't think they're going to be successful. They didn't provide any evidence. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying that the accusations are false. Fannie Willis uh, has not put out a statement. She says she will respond in a filing and won't put out a statement. Rudy has filed a few ridiculous motions, um, and again, like I said, we go over some of them on tomorrow's Cleanup on all 45 and the ones that were filed after we recorded tomorrow's episode will be covered the following week. But it was uh, a busy and mostly ridiculous day on the Fulton County docket. <laughs> and uh, our Judge Tanya Chutkin, who is the judge presiding over Trump's D.C. coup case, the mm-hmm. one brought by Jack Smith, was swatted last night. We don't have any other details other than uh, it was confirmed she was home. So that happened. Uh, And keep in mind, the gag order um, preventing Donald Trump and his attorneys from going after or saying things, attacking uh, certain people, potential witnesses in the case, does not cover Jack Smith. It does not cover Tanya Chutkin. Uh, She has not included herself in that gag order. I don't know that a swatting incident would be considered a violation of the gag order. um, And it's not even clear... Who did this? Probably, I doubt was anybody connected directly to mm-hmm. to
1: Donald Trump. And but, AG, just for myself and some of the listeners, will you just quickly explain what a swatting means? Yep,
0: yeah, that is when somebody anonymously calls the police to say there's some sort of violent crime or, or active shooter at someone's house, and the whole SWAT
1: team shows up. Okay, I just wanted to make sure the people listening knew because I was a little unclear, but that I had a feeling that's what it was.
0: Yep, that is what it is. It's called swatting. It's been happening a lot lately to both members of both parties, uh, particularly in Congress, um, and uh, a couple other people I know personally. I mean, it's 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 a thing, uh, and so we will continue to keep an eye on that. And as that story unfolds, I'll let you know. All right, we have a lot of news to get to today. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes.
1: All
0: right, first up from Mediate. Weeks before the 2020 presidential election, infamous political operative Roger Stone sat across from his associate Sal Greco at a restaurant in Florida. At the time, Greco was an NYPD cop working security for Stone on the side. Their conversation at Cafe Europa in Fort Lauderdale focused on two House Democrats for whom Stone harbors particular animosity, Jerry Nadler and Eric Swalwell. In an audio recording of the conversation obtained exclusively by Mediate, Stone made threatening comments about the two lawmakers, quote, it's time to do it. Let's go find Swalwell. It's time to do it. Then we'll see how brave the rest of them are. It's time. It's time to do it. It's either Nadler or Swalwell has to die before the election. They need to get the message. Let's go find Swalwell and get this over with. I'm just not putting up with this shit anymore, unquote. A source familiar with the discussion told Mediate they believe Stone's remarks were serious. Quote, it was definitely concerning that he was constantly planning violence with an NYPD officer and other militia groups. That's what the source said. Both Nadler and Swalwell serve on the House Judiciary Committee. At the time of the Cafe Europa conversation, Nadler had announced the committee would be investigating then-President Trump's decision to commute Stone's sentence after he was convicted of federal crimes in Special Counsel Mueller's Russia probe. Quote, a jury found Roger Stone guilty, Nadler wrote on Twitter in July 2020. By commuting his sentence, President Trump has infected our judicial system with partisanship and cronyism and attacked the rule of law. At House Judiciary will conduct an aggressive investigation into this brazen corruption. The source told Mediate of Stone, quote, Stone had been at war with Nadler and Swalwell for years. He just hates them. He just wanted to get Trump back into office so these things would stop. Now, Stone was convicted of obstruction, witness tampering, and lying to Congress in the Mueller probe. Prosecutors sought a nine-year prison sentence for the longtime Republican operative, but Trump's Justice Department reportedly intervened to impose a less severe sentence. Stone's sentence was eventually commuted by Trump days before reporting to prison. The intervention from the Justice Department prompted Aaron Zelensky, the prosecutor and Mueller deputy who led the case against Stone, to recuse himself from the case in protest. He resigned. Mediate reported last week that Stone was caught on tape in December 2020, urging Greco to punish Zelensky. Uh, He needs to be punished. That's what Stone said in the audio. You have to abduct him and punish him. That has to be done. It will be easy to abduct him because he's a weakling, unquote. Now, Stone has denied making these comments, claiming they were generated by A.I., He has previously claimed videos of his comments are actually deep fakes. In response to a request for comment on the remarks aimed at Swalwell and Nadler, he said, total nonsense. I've never said anything of the kind. More AI manipulation. You asked me to respond to audios that you don't let me hear and you don't identify a source. Absurd. So that is uh, what went down. Greco, who acted as security for Stone, by the way, and was with the operative during the January 6th riot, At the Capitol, Mm -hmm. the insurrection. He was fired by the NYPD over his association with Roger Stone. An NYPD spokesperson confirmed to mediate that Greco was terminated in August of 2022. And of course, Nadler and Swalwell did not respond to requests for
1: comment. Thank you so much, AG. This one's from NBC. House Speaker Mike Johnson and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced a deal Sunday on how much the U.S. government will spend in the new year. And this is a significant step toward avoiding a shutdown. But while the agreements on a top line spending level breaks a, a log jam that has stalled the process, it doesn't necessarily ex- extinguish the shutdown threat as the first of two deadlines near on January 19th, when some parts of the government will run out of money. And this is a quote, the bipartisan top line appropriations agreement clears the way for Congress to act over the next few weeks in order to maintain important funding priorities for the American people and avoid a government shutdown. Uh, That's from Schumer and House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, which will hopefully one day be the Speaker of the House, both New York Democrats, as we know, and that's what they said in a joint statement. The deal would establish an overall spending level of $1.59 trillion in fiscal year 2024, reflecting the bipartisan budget deal struck last year by President Joe Biden and then Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Um, Johnson, as we know, is a Republican from Louisiana, told colleagues that letter. The breakdown is 886 billion for military and 704 billion for non-defense spending. This is again from Johnson. He added that there will be key modifications to the agreement in order to reduce non-military spending with a 16 billion dollar offset that includes 6.1 billion in unused COVID funds and 10 billion in IRS money under the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, this is a quote, while these final spending levels will not satisfy everyone and they do not cut as much spending as many of us would like, the deal does provide us a path to one, move the process forward, two, reprioritize funding without the top line towards conservative objectives instead of last year's Schumer-Pelosi omnibus, and three, fight for the important policy riders, including in our house FY24 bills. That's what Johnson wrote in his letter to his colleagues. A senior Democratic aide said that Biden-McCarthy deal included $20 billion in IRS cuts spread over two years. The new government with Johnson just means they'll happen over one year instead of two. Now, the Republican-led House and Democratic-controlled Senate, well, they still need to establish and agree on how to allocate those funds. Then they'll have to write and publish legislation to that effect and pass that through both chambers. The House Freedom Caucus said Sunday night on Twitter that the deal was, and I quote, even worse than we thought, calling it a total failure. Yeah, another obstacle to passing funding legislation is that conservative hardliners like Bob Good, who's a Republican out of Virginia, and Rep Matt Gaetz uh, have threatened to shut down unless Congress acts to toughen immigration and asylum laws by the funding deadline Well, in order for Congress To toughen immigration, Republicans would have to want to do something about the problem. We've talked about this before; they're stalling on purpose so they can use it as a wedge issue in the next election. Uh huh, hundred percent. And you notice they don't
0: post any of their solutions to the border because they're all draconian. You don't see them saying we have to, you know, solve the border problem by putting babies in cages. You know, they're just not going to come come out and say to the public how they want to quote unquote fix the border. And from CNN, Michigan Republicans voted Saturday to oust Christina Caramo or Caramo. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, Michigan. I'm sorry. She's the embattled chair of the state Republican Party. And they ousted her from her leadership role. Quote, we've made history today. Um, That's Bree Mogenberg, who is on the Michigan GOP State Committee. And she said that in a statement to CNN. With over 88 percent of the members that were present and voting, we have taken the first step to engage and protect the various voices and liberties of all Republicans We have voted to remove Christina Karamo as the chair of the Michigan Republican Party. Karamo slammed her colleagues in response, telling CNN in a statement Saturday evening that it was an illegitimate meeting. Quote, their performance has no legal standing. I am still chair of the Michigan Republican Party, she said. Uh, The move to remove Karamo as the chair came in a closed-door meeting Saturday in Oakland County, according to the Detroit News. It comes less than a year after Karamo became the chair. Melinda Pago, who previously served as co-chair and will now serve as acting chair of the Michigan GOP, defended Saturday's vote in a statement uh, that she shared with CNN saying, petitions with the required signatures requesting the meeting and to vote to remove former chairwoman Christina Caramo and former general counsel were submitted accordingly and pursuant to the Michigan Republican State Committee bylaws before the vote was taken and passed with over the 75 percent threshold needed. That's what she said, adding that the party remains steadfast in its commitment to operate with the highest integrity and ethics. Since Karama's ascension, the Michigan GOP has been plagued by internal strife and lackluster finances. Many local Republican leaders have blamed Karama's leadership and her efforts to focus on grassroots fundraising rather than large dollar donations. So she's not raising enough money. So they kicked her out. A CNN investigation published in 2023 found the party's financial problems had become so bad that that an internal report revealed the state party had a net income of just $71,000 over a nine-month period that ended with its $600,000 in debt. Karamo's ouster comes weeks after the censure of another state Republican Party chair. The leadership of Florida's Republican Party voted last month to censure Chairman Kristen Ziegler as he faces an investigation into sexual assault allegations. While Ziegler still retains his title, well, until today... The group reduced his salary to a dollar annually and Ziegler can no longer hire or fire staff, speak on behalf of the Florida GOP or raise funds for their party. And Dana, you have an update
1: on Ziegler, right? Because they voted to censure him, but something else happened. to Oh, I do. I do indeed. This is from CBS. So the Republican Party of Florida, as you were saying, ousted Chairman Christian Ziegler in a special vote on Monday as police investigated that rape accusation against him. A vote that came in the week before Governor Ron DeSantis, by the way competes in Iowa's first-in-the-nation presidential caucus. Well, the party suspended Ziegler last month and demanded his resignation, saying he can't effectively lead during a critical election year with the allegations, which Ziegler denies, that are swirling around him right now. Well, Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, Mark Rubio, Rick Scott, and other Republicans leaders, they've all called for Ziegler to step down, but he's refusing to do it. Now, as we know, DeSantis is seeking the GOP nomination for president. Good luck. ahead of January 15th, (laughs) Iowa caucus, he's, of course, trailing behind the 91 federal indictments against President Donald Trump, uh, who also happens to be a Floridian. There's a lot of good men coming out of Florida. Scott is running for re-election then as well. Now, Florida also is going to play a key role in determining control of the U.S. House. And this is a quote. We have to move past this and we have to focus on 2024. That's from State Senator Joe Gruders, who preceded Ziegler as the party chair. He said, Florida is one of the most important states of the Republicans, and we have to continue to bring home victories, especially for Rick Scott and the top of the ticket with Trump as our nominee eventually. Okay. So, AG, beyond the rape accusation, there's another really troublesome element happening for the party in Florida, and we know this. Under DeSantis, Florida has stripped rights away from the LGBTQ plus Floridians also banned instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation in schools. And actually they're starting to go even a step further about basically outlawing transgender people in Florida. Like you can't, it's, it's absurd, but they're saying you won't even be able to identify as such without there being like without breaking a law that this one's the conversation down there right now. It's fucking bananas. But Ziegler and his wife, Bridget Ziegler, we keep talking about her. She's a piece of work. They've both admitted to police that they previously had a consensual sexual relationship with Kristen Ziegler's accuser. We also know that Bridget Ziegler is an elected member of the Sarasota school board. And as we keep talking about, she's one of the co-founders of Moms for Liberty, which is that national conservative activist group that has unfortunately successfully got members elected to school boards across the country. And she, by the way, has not been accused of a crime. Well, the couple have been outspoken opponents of LGBTQ plus rights. And their relationship with another woman, obviously, has sparked criticism and accusations of hypocrisy because they're both Mm. crazy fucking hypocrites. Mm Mm-hmm. And terrible people. Horrible. they both suck at their jobs. And not because they've had threesomes. I mean, if he is... That's the coolest thing about them. Right? (laughs) I mean, mean, but if he hurt someone and he, you know, that rape accusation turns out to be true, I hope he goes down for this. And his wife, Bridget, has got to get out of this position where she has any control over books or the school board in Florida. It's just such a mess.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Republicans in disarray. Indeed.
0: Everywhere. All right. Um, We have a bunch of good news that we want to share with you. If you have good news, you can send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. And we will get to the listener submitted good news, but we do have to take a quick break. So everybody stick around. We'll We'll be right back.
2: Hey, everybody.
0: It's AG. And adding AG1 to my daily habit, has transformed my entire life, not just because it has a cool name. Uh, but I used to feel sluggish and out of sorts, but AG1 has helped me gain back that extra kick I need to really take on the busiest of days. And taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. And that's why, for the last three years almost, I've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in some water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel energized and ready to take on the day. And that's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals. It also has pre and pre Probiotics and a lot more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. Super easy to pick up this habit. I trust AG1 for its unwavering commitment to quality as well. Each batch undergoes stringent testing to ensure safety and efficacy. The ingredients are meticulously chosen for their absorption, potency, and nutrient density, assuring me that I'm nourishing my body with nothing but the best. And healthy aging can be daunting with myriad supplements out there, but AG1 streamlines it all for me. A single daily scoop fills all my nutritional voids, bolstering my mental and physical well-being effortlessly just a minute each morning, and I'm set with everything my body needs for lasting health. If there's one product I have to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why we've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership over your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and you'll get a free one year supply of vitamin D3, K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com/dailybeans. That's drinkag1.com/dailybeans. Check it out. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. here. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to give a shout out to a loved one, uh, your partner, your spouse, your kids, your parents, uh, yourself, self shout outs are always awesome and welcome. If you want us to guess whatever kind of animal you have, <laughs> send that in too. Um, if you have dissertation titles, theses titles, those are fun. Whoopie stories, blankie stories, frog orgies, double-ended dildo stories, uh, baby pictures, I feel like I shouldn't put those next to yeah, each other. Yeah, maybe we could break those up. Uh, uh, Yeah, okay. So we'll do frog orgies and dildos, and then maybe photos of your happy place or <laughs> uh, holiday pictures. <laughs>
1: let dildos, and, and then and photos then, of your happy place
0: also need to and, be separated. And no, they, no, 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 no. And then baby pictures. I think the happy place and the and let's just go, you know. Okay. No, they, that's okay. I, I mean, like it. it's a nice transition out. There really is no other easy way to get out of that. There's uh, not. So... I think that's a that's a good one. A misheard song lyrics. Maybe we'll put it back to back with that. That There we go. I like that. Um, gosh, anything at all, really, that you want to send us, you can do it at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. First up, we have a correction from Robert W. Referring to Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss versus Giuliani on yesterday's pod, Glenn said they sought an injunction and one was issued by the presiding judge, Beryl Howell. Such that if Rudy Giuliani continues after them and violates the order, he could be jailed. However, Judge Howell has not decided on that yet. Have a good afternoon. Yes, I noticed that too, Robert W. Thank you for pointing that out. The injunction uh, motion has not been ruled on by Judge Beryl Howell. So thank you for that.
1: All right, A.G., this one's from Kenya, no pronouns given. Today on The Beans, A.G. came out as Pan and it made me smile so big. My first volunteer implication was with my local AIDS committee in the early 90s when I was 14. I was a peer educator because they wanted to have educators of all ages and genders so that people would feel comfortable discussing sex. So they matched teen educators with teens, seniors with seniors, etc. It was also my introduction to the queer community because we had to be able to talk about all kinds of sex. Now, I'll be forever grateful to my mother for encouraging me to get involved. She wanted me to be sex positive and comfortable in my own skin, not burdened with the shame like she was. Now, back then, we didn't have as much vocabulary as we do now, but when people would ask my sexual orientation, I started saying that I fall in love with people, not genitals. And I've been saying that ever since. Kenya, what a great answer. Right. Uh, for Pod Pet Tax, here's Harley Quinn. In August, my 13 year old cat died in my arms. I knew that this time I wasn't in a rush to replace her, but that we still had a lot of love to give. So I contacted my local spa shelter and told them that they got any harder to adopt cats to let me know. A couple of weeks later, I went in to meet a girl and was uh, told that she didn't really like to be pet or held and was not interested in playing. She immediately came to me and head booped me. And that was it for both of us. She was skinny, covered in scabs, had been badly shaved recently. So her fur was all patchy. Now today she's the snuggliest cat who loves to play. It was slow going with my other cat, Wade Wilson, (laughs) but they have accepted each other (laughs) and alternate between all out battle and side-by-side naps. The first pick is her at the spa. The second is after being home with me. She's had quite the glow up and has gotten used to being spoiled. Oh, oh goodness, Kenya! This is beautiful. The whole is submission. Thank you. What a beautiful baby. That's so funny that you say that because, um,
0: when I went to, to the cat shelter, gosh, it must have been 2012. Um, I was doing uh outpatient daily outpatient treatments mm-hmm. at a at this place in Malibu. Um, for my PTSD. After we were in the the documentary, The Invisible War for Military Sexual Trauma, some amazing donor came in and paid for us to go to this 30-day supplemental mental health facility outpatient every day.
1: That's amazing.
0: And it had, you know, stuff like um, EMDR, um, talk therapy, yoga, mindfulness, that kind of stuff, like all sorts of music, like art therapy, all sorts of great supplemental therapies and at lunchtimes, I would go over to the to the shelter, the no-kill shelter <laughs> across the street. And one day they're like, are you ever going to adopt anything? And I was like, all right. And I was like, show me the cat nobody wants. Show me the cat that's been here the longest. And that's when they showed me Bruce Willis. And that was it? And it was the same. He was all kind of had fur missing everywhere. He'd been there for a year and a half. He was abandoned on a beach in a trash bag. Ugh, asshole people. His brothers and sisters had all been adopted out and nobody wanted him. He was the sweetest boy. And so I adopted him. Um, Of course, he went missing a year ago yesterday, actually. Oh, wow. Um, And he's still gone. Um, I'm assuming he's somewhere happy and being loved. At least that's my hope. But same thing, Kenya. I was like, show me the cat nobody wants and turned out to be the best cat I've ever had. So this is a beautiful baby. Thank you for sharing that story. Next up from Coral. Coral, hello, Beans Queens. I love your podcast with all my heart. Your humor makes the world a sweeter place. Ag, thank you for so much saying I love a person. Did I say that right? Thank you so much for saying I love a person. I feel that way myself, and was surprised to find myself crying listening to you. Thanks for being so brave and yeah, so. I cool. told
1: you, Ag. There's a lot of people out there. It's so.
0: It's so. I've been saying it my whole life. You know. I know. I, I know. For pet tax, I've attached a picture of my rescue dog, Coda, who is the best buddy ever. I don't know his breed, but he weighs about 50 pounds and has purple spots in his tongue. That's a chow. Oh, yeah. That is a chow chow for sure. The purple spots on the tongue are a dead Mm -hmm. giveaway, but maybe he's
1: got something else mixed in there. He's beautiful. This is the first dog we've had, by the way, that's more chow than anything else. So we can get this one right. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Oh my gosh. All right. This is from a little bit adrift about labels, pronoun he and him. Hello, Beans Queens. I'm writing in after AG's honest moment about her sexuality on the podcast yesterday to share my own. I've described myself as straight my entire life, and it was not until recent months dating a non-binary person that I've realized how limiting that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my partner chafed at my describing myself as straight, particularly because I truly don't see them as a man or a woman. Now, I still don't know what my sexuality is as I write this, I only that I care for my partner and find certainly people attractive. And honestly, that's the only thing that seems to be important. At the same time, I don't feel comfortable taking up space in the LGBTQ plus community. Aside from an ally, because I'm not queer, at least I don't think so, I still don't have answers. So for now, I'm just focusing on being my best for myself and my partner. I hope this helped Beans in a similar situation to know they're not alone. No pod pet tax. I'm waiting on a non-anon submission to share mine. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah. And I understand that not wanting to take up space in the LGBTQ plus community. I've been adjacent my whole life. I've always basically kind of just considered myself straight because mostly. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I know that feeling. And, you know, I it also comes like I, I see that a lot in the veteran community. Um, not with LGBTQness, but like veterans who are like, I only have mental health problems. I don't feel right taking up space at the VA where people have lost limbs Uh, and stuff like that. You know, they don't want to take up space they don't
1: feel quite part of it. So I, you know, I totally, I totally get that. I totally understand. I will say this though, to anyone else that doesn't feel like they want to take up space in the LGBTQ plus community, the space is not limited. It is not finite. You are never taking up space. You are adding to a family. So please know that. Nope, there's only 144,000 spots. Actually, that's true. And so, yeah, that, I've I mean, been trying you have to, to, to send wait a couple over s- and then like red <laughs> rover, red rover, being straight people right over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> only if you break through, can you that's get right. uh, somebody, but
1: then somebody has to leave, right? I mean, yeah, that's plus like. would we the- have a lot of lesbians breaking through, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Next up
0: from Sue, pronouns she and her. Dana. Writing in about your Jewish, so expect the worst quip. I'm writing in about it anyway. To agree with you. My worldview was shaped by in the 60s, made tolerable by progress, the music, and Jewish comedians, and Dick Gregory, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Lily Tomlin, Jonathan Winters, from whom I got my standard lines. Some are now bizarre to the kids, but what the hell. As well, with an enduring life philosophy, expect the worst, and you'll never be disappointed. As the world's most famous Jew said, your word is truth. Don't hide your light under a bushel. Mm. Pretty sure he was fed up and expecting the worst by then. <laughs> <laughs> Love is always you too, from a loyal Beanie Baby. Thank, Thank you so you, much Sue. for that.
1: Yeah. Sometimes there's some truth in jest and listen, I can only speak from my own experience. I you know I have a mom who's absolutely incredible, but like I remember AG, I got an email. He was mm-hmm. a producer. He wanted me to open for David Brenner in mm-hmm. Aspen, Colorado And my mom's first response was, are you sure the email's real? Like, it was one of those things, like, we can't just celebrate things. There always has to go to a negative or a doubt position. I'm not sure if that's a Jewish thing, but I do think it comes from a place of, like, do we celebrate the good stuff without questioning it? Because everything our people have gone through. Yeah. Man,
0: what a great submission.
1: Yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sending it in.
1: Oh, was that you? That was me. Yeah. That was me. That was you. Okay, just an average grandma here. Pronoun she and her. <laughs> Sorry, that was very like, and go ahead and go ahead go. after you. No, after you. No, please. Uh, okay. You hang up first. You got it. All right. This is um, from just an average grandma, as I said. Pronoun she and her. Hello, my friends. We've never met, but we've been hanging together since the start. You started MSW, so I call you my virtual friends. Although I've been a Republican since birth, I've always been anti-Trump. Thank you very much. It's because of you, your shows, your guests, your in-depth look at tough topics that has helped this average old grandma see the truth. I love you all for that. Man. Here's a note. I keep voting Democrat, but I've kept my Republican status for the sole purpose of reminding Trumpers I've been a Republican longer than Trump. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> that is getting ready to change. 2024 is the year I change parties, and I'm so excited to start being associated with the party that's actually helping all people. I'm also asking for your help. It's very lonely here in Northwest Florida, Matt Gates District. My family and I disagree on so much that I found I don't leave home. I have only Twitter, and my Trump fact Checkers Facebook page is my outlet, and it's just not healthy. If any of your listeners are in my area, I'd love to get coffee and have someone to talk sensible politics with. I love this submission. Mm-hmm. Just an average grandma, if you are in Matt Gates's district in Florida and you want to connect with just an average grandma because you know you are a blue light in a very red area, we um, Mail us, right? Email us and we'll yeah, try and hello connect at, you all. hello at com. Great. We'll, we'll see. We should actually uh, work on um, Meet Me With Patrons setting up local groups in all kinds of areas. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't know what district Matt Gates is actually in. And I've said this before, just if you're listening in Florida and for some reason you don't get to the end of the good news. I've got two shows coming up in Florida. One's in Tampa at the end of January and one's in Fort Lauderdale in April. So go to my website, danagoldberg.com. And if there's any you know, blue lights, and I sh- there should be a lot in those areas. I'd love for you to get tickets to the show and come celebrate with me. Uh, to end the submission, we got thanks for all your hard work on the paid military leave and sexual assault investigations moving from chain of command to external control. AG, that goes to you. For baby Cleo, uh, excuse me, Chloe, I'm telling you, I might be a little dyslexic. For baby Chloe is for AG as well. Break baby Graham pick is for DG.
0: No. No. Oh, man. They're both. I want to snuggle them both. Can I snuggle them both? Oh, man. So, so good. Look I, at the
1: happiness. Look at the pure effing joy, pure joy. on a baby's face. May we all feel that again one day. My God. I had a a fabulous day yesterday. I got my best friend, um, she and her wife had their second child about three months ago. And yeah, he was very premature. And yesterday I got to go hold him again and feed him Mm -hmm. and he fell asleep Mm -hmm. on my chest. And as you can imagine, I just, my heart expanded. It expands every time and I'm just so happy for them, but it's- I love that. The joy is real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, two two friends of mine just brought their baby home, four months premature. Wow, five months in the NICU, and they just brought him home. That is phenomenal. I'm so so glad. They must be full of joy. Yeah, and same with you. Uh, then did you got the? Ooh, no, I, I, I love them. Baby. I'm Auntie Dana to both of their kids, and it's it's so nice because my niece and nephew, as most of you know, are in Albuquerque, and they're growing up. And I I won't have kids biologically myself anymore, and so when. That The baby phase, I don't know, it gets me. I just want to snuggle them. And there's something about a baby, especially with mothers, and I think that some listeners can attest to this, babies can sense so much and mothers are doing so much and there's so much stress happening. And sometimes a baby, and it's not fair to the mom, but the baby won't calm down. But sometimes when someone's holding a baby, that doesn't unfortunately have to bear that burden of motherhood in that moment, that, that, that moment the baby can sense it and they sort of drift off and it's kind of unfair to the mom. But I tell you what, if you've got people in a village around you to give you a break so you can get a nap or take a shower or have a meal, lean on those people. And that's what I do for my friends that have kids. I'm like, bring me over, let the baby sleep on me. I'll feed them. Even if they're crying, I'll walk them around for a half hour, go get clean, go take a breath, go take a nap. I'll be here when you wake up. Yeah. hundred percent. does take a village
0: and does. that's that's the chosen family. That's the Luguminati village. That's what we. That's what we're all about. I'm gonna uh, think about a little bit about how maybe we could get um, some beans groups um, in 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 different areas so that uh, people don't feel so alone, especially in the in the you know. I think that's a brilliant idea. Where it's all red, maybe you can have like get-togethers, maybe watching parties for some of the trials that are going to be coming up soon that are going to be televised, Fulton County, namely. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I think that's a great idea. And thanks, everybody, for your submissions. If you have good news or anything, really, to send to us, you can send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Uh, I know you've already talked
1: about your shows. Do you have any other final thoughts? I mean, just, just those. Uh, head to my website, danagoldberg.com. My galas are going to be starting up. This is an election year. We're doing our the pedal all the way to the ground, and I'm going to do as much work as I possibly can um, so I hope that you are as well out there. And even if it's just, you know, telling stories about your, yourself, introducing yourself to people, having one human conversation with someone that you think might be on the fence and is like, I don't know, you know, I can't support Or maybe support doesn't that guy. usually vote. Yes. Yes. Those are the please. easy ones, right?
0: People who just, ah, I don't really care. I don't really vote. They they aren't dug in anywhere. That's true. Just be like, for me, come on, like, just come with me. Yeah. Walk this way. I am donuts. <laughs> Walk this way. <laughs> uh, and everybody, again, uh, if you're a patron, keep keep your eye on your inbox. January 20th. It's also my birthday. I'll be 50 years old. 50. And uh, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. The RSVPs are going to go out for our awesome get-together in D.C. April 20th. We'd love to see you there. If you want to sign up to be a patron, you can do that at patreon.com slash wrote. At the $5 level, you get this show and the Jack podcast, which is going to be heating up pretty soon. I have a feeling uh, since that uh, immunity case is uh, being heard today. Uh, That's it. That's all I've got. So everybody, we'll be back in your ears tomorrow. Until then, please take care of yourself, Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Take care of your family, chosen or otherwise. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone you know with you. I've been A.G. And I've been D.G. And the beans.
1: Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week.
0: We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay.
1: All we do is give.
2: Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money